Good morning, podcast people. I see we're getting daily four to six listeners of this podcast, which is quite the um, jump from one. So welcome to all my new listeners and old listeners and random people off the internet. Today, I was sent by one of our producers a clip about if New York City is dead forever. And we're going to clip the clip and talk about some parts. But first of all, I want to say this is your host, Hacker Mike, coming at you from the heart of New Jersey, where urban sprawl meets farmland, where we have greenhouses on state property, Trenton and its suburbs. And, um, Luckily, we don't live in the city, and um, the need to leave is not that great because we're pretty resilient here. We have Pennsylvania just across the river. We have farmland all around us, and there is not so much violent crime in Trenton spreading yet. But if it does spread, that would be one reason to uh, to leave. But um, houses are actually selling here and prices are going up. So maybe people are moving here from the city. This is definitely third tier or fourth tier or end, the nth tier compared to New York City. But um, I've considered moving even more rural, but I can't seem to get Fios. And I do not want FrontierNet or HughesNet. So I'm going to start with my list of places to go. And that is, let's talk about some criteria of where I'd like to move. Number one, does it have Fios? Number two, does it have Fios? And number three, does it have a farmer's market? So let's create a map of the coverage of Fios, intersect that with the distance to a farmer's market. Let's add in, do we have parks and green spaces? And you might actually end up in the suburbs of Trenton because it's pretty damn good here. We got the... So let's reconsider fleeing just yet because we have space for our garden. We don't have too much overpopulation and uh, everything's all set up. But uh, that being said, let's cue this clip, let's cue this this episode, and let's listen to it together. And I'm going to clip out a couple of different salient, salty, spicy pieces for you to think about. And uh, the original's on Blaze TV. I'm sure if you search for The New York is Dead Forever, You'll find you'll find it, but I will include the link in the um, show notes. So let's roll. And one more thing for my listeners. I'm going to publish this episode now, and I'll be adding clips onto it. So until you see the final clip, um, and I update the title from live to whatever, right? So if, if we're live, I'll leave the title as live. 
and if you want a preview, you can download it, but don't expect the podcast to actually be over. We're going to be adding segments to it as we go, and that's how Anchor.fm works. You can just update it, and I can just add in a clip, and it'll regenerate the podcast. So we're going to be regenerating the podcast as we go, live, until that day, that time that we're done with it. And you can also call in and join the podcast while we're recording and influence the course of things. Well, in preparing for this, uh, playing this clip, I noticed it was Glenn Beck who was just reading the article from the guy. So I went onto LinkedIn to research the actual article. I could read it to you myself instead of clipping someone else's voice. And then I found the author himself responding to the criticism that he got on that article. So I'm just listening to that now, and I can't clip the um, LinkedIn video immediately. I guess I could play it through my speaker and record it again. But um, what I can do is I can give you some of a breakdown of what he just said. So let's just do that and keep it original content. So basically, he said that he got a lot, a lot of backlash against this article. He posted it on LinkedIn, and um, the Bill De Blasio actually, uh, actually uh, responded, as well as uh, Jerry Seinfeld and others. And um, so he was addressing some of the points. And Jerry said that people hate remote. And then he. Um, <clears throat> And he's saying that studies have shown, IBM showed, well, one of his major ar- arguments was that we have before bandwidth and after bandwidth. And now that people have 20 megabytes a second internet, that they're doing Zoom calls with real life video. Hey, I got 95 megabytes because I got the Fios um, fiber. But um, so I guess I could do four zoom videos at the same time um so the point is that people like remote i love remote um i've never been happier remote i don't want to go back to the office i don't want to sit in meetings i don't want to have to dress up i don't want to have to go to lunch the coffee at the office is really bad I have to go out to Starbucks and pay a lot of money for a somewhat okay coffee. I've got the best coffee at home. So from a coffee perspective, it's great. And um, now that the level field is, the playing field is leveled, everybody's working from home, from home it's great because you won't get forgotten so easily. So I think um, that all is very good. And I also want to say something about Agile. I should do a whole episode on Agile and my rant on why it's biased. But um, let's go back to the topic. So that was his first argument was that remote is great. I agree. Remote is great. Um, You know, there's all these jobs in the city. And now people can fulfill those jobs from outside. 
so you don't have to be in the city. So the prices can go down, but you know what? The prices are okay to go down because you don't need that high of an income to live in a trailer on the beach in Florida for $300 a month. Um, unless the hurricane comes and you don't need high income if you're living in West Virginia and you're only paying $300 a year taxes as opposed to $10,000 that you pay here in New Jersey. So just the taxation level um, is incredible. So you're paying, you're earning a lot just to pay those taxes and you're paying it indirectly through the rent as well. So don't think you're not paying taxes because you are. Um, <clears throat> so nearshoring or let's say COVID shoring is definitely an option. And I think it makes sense to take a pay cut um, to get that job because there's a lot, there's actually been a, a down, a downward spiral in uh, pay and they're looking for junior developers. And I also think that is actually um, discriminatory. They say, oh, we're looking for people just out of school. We're looking for people who are juniors or seniors or whatever. So I guess that means they're not looking for experts. Anyway, I digress. Let's uh, let's let's play his clip in the background and let's see um, <clears throat> what else he he has to say. Play it here on speaker. Is our companies more productive or not? And the answer is yes. In general, most companies in most industries are more productive when people are working remote. And not only that, they save on costs. So what happens if people don't come back to work? Well, they move to other places, and we don't know. Yeah, I'm just gonna um, stop this and listen to myself, and I will, I will respond. Okay. So his next argument is that um, the city is uh, that 95% of the restaurants are closing and that the city is laying off 7% of the city workforce, including emergency uh, medical technicians. Um, <clears throat> so he's saying that all these different people from the city are being laid off, you know, and that's a really good point. Um, Obviously, you don't need all these people if if there's not so many uh, people in the city. You don't need all the emergency medical technicians, um, but maybe you do need them, uh, bus drivers and all that. So, the thing with job layoffs and cl business closings is that it has a ripple down effect. All the delivery companies and the bus boys and all the secondary or second tier uh, businesses that serve the first ones they are also then affected. And nobody's talking about um, the actual financial impact of, you know, defaulted real estate. And uh, Peter Schiff was talking about the, um, the fact that people are getting new mortgages on new homes and then defaulting on their homes in 
New York. So they have good credit. They got, they get themselves a second house somewhere, and then they mail in the keys on the first house, destroy their credit for seven years, but they still walk away from that house. And that might actually be happening. Um, he brought that up as a possibility. And he said, you just find your friend to say that he's renting the place if you need to. <clears throat> and then he walks away after a month. So there's all types of crazy stuff that can happen on the financial markets because of this as well. <clears throat> Let's see what else this guy has to say. Okay, well, he doesn't have solutions. He's like, oh yeah, let's focus on solutions. Send me an email with solutions. And he came up with, he came up with two ideas. One, that the city could divest of its uh, holdings. And the second one was that um, you could give people some kind of incentive to come to the city, like a gift card of some kind. Yeah, so those are pretty lame. Um, I mean, divestiture, sure, sure. Selling off land. Like... <clears throat> Okay, so he was saying that the, the MTA, the Transportation Authority, right, the um, police, the uh, EMTs, and the garbage collectors are all being laid off. Okay, so, I mean, sounds crazy, but I guess you could divest yourself of the garbage collection entirely, privatize that, the transportation, privatize that. Um, I mean, that will never happen in New York. Uh, you know, those are some things, I guess, that could be uh, sold off. I'm sure that there's some power power plants that are uh, halfway state-owned. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, those are just some libertarian-type uh, style ideas that I'm sure that you could think about in some alternative universe that would never happen. Um, yeah, but his response was pretty lame. So I think we are going to go back to his article now. He didn't really cover it. Uh, let's start listening. Well, I guess I could play some clips from Glenn Beck um, and see if I can find some juicy bits. I just, uh, I think I could just read the article myself um, and read out some parts that are interesting. So let's try to doing that. But one more thing that I thought of before i know i'm jumping around here guys i don't have much time it's already 7 30. i'm going for a short walk today so today's going to be a short episode but really the thing that people have to understand is as i mentioned before voting with your feet that if you don't think the um, government is doing its job if they're charging too much money for the services that they provide you know it does make sense to leave. And life is still good in the rest of America. You know, we lived, um, we lived great in Kansas. And we paid $1,600 a year in taxes for our house. You know, rent was cheap. And um, obviously there wasn't so many jobs. But uh, if you can work online, then hey, you know, why not uh, reduce your footprint and reduce your costs? So, um,
I think, um, you know, maybe you don't need that pool and that luxury house in New Jersey. Um, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, those are just some ideas. Okay, so now we're going to actually skim through his article and um, cover some of his points. So he said the three most important reasons to move to New York City are business opportunities, culture, and food, and of course, friends. So business, Midtown Manhattan, the center of business in New York City is empty. The uh, famous buildings are 90% empty. The Time Life building has 500 of 8,000 workers. And uh, people are leaving. And um, there's crime that's rising. There's more violence on the streets. Um, homeless people are going crazy. You know, they're firing police, for example. This is my point. And then that means that there's going to be less focus on, you know, um, responding to issues. More, um, up, 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 up. And now uh, he also mentions that people are buying houses sight unseen, that they're doing Zoom, um, that they're doing Zoom uh, house showing where uh, people are actually just walking through a house online and then they're flying to a place they've never been before and moving there to get out of the city. So let's talk about the cities where people are going the most. Um, they're searching in Atlanta, Georgia, Philadelphia, PA, Washington, DC, Miami, Florida, Boston, Massachusetts, Los Angeles, California, Oakland, North, oh, no, Charlotte, North Carolina, Nashville, Tennessee, the Bay Area, and Riley. I don't think that Los Angeles is probably a good move to move to. But yeah, Philadelphia, I mean, Trenton is basically like the Philadelphia, in the region of Philadelphia, closer to New York. And it's saying that, he's saying that prices are down 30 to 50% on rentals and sales. Um, so he's saying that businesses are remote. They're not returning to the office. It's a death spiral. So then he's talking about, um, business, uh, culture that he co-owns a comedy club and, um, that culture is down, Broadway is closed, Lincoln Center is closed, museums are closed, and the jobs that are lost, and people are going elsewhere. Um, and then he's saying that his favorite restaurants are closed, and they're closed for good, um, and that the hot dog stand guys are closed, etc.
And then what happens to all the people who work there? Where did they go? He said people went to Maine, Vermont, Tennessee, upstate Indiana. Okay. So now he talks about commercial real estate. Deflationary spiral, where once things are going down, they go down even more. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I wonder uh, what's going to happen when uh, China comes in with all this cash that they have from America for buying um, <clears throat> their Tamagotchis and iPhones. We give them all this cash, and they create a cash surplus on the other side, and now they have to, they buy treasury bonds. Well, what if they sell those treasury bonds and just buy real estate in New York? Um, <clears throat> he said there's... Uh, 600,000 college students, are they going to be remote? Okay. And now he's saying that bandwidth is going up. We're officially after bandwidth. Um, okay, here's a chart he gives. New York already has an $11 billion deficit. And then revenues by source in billions. So $81 billion in revenue, fiscal year 2017. So real property taxes is 44%, $35 billion in revenue. So what's going to happen to that? That's going to go down. Federal aid, 6%. How come New York City is getting federal aid? Okay, well, my city gets federal aid for schools and stuff like that too. State aid, 24%. $19 billion state aid. So all those poor uh, hillbillies up in New York State are actually subsidizing New York City. Other local taxes and revenues, 5%, uh, 7%. Charges for services, 7%. Sales and use taxes, 12%. Tolls from tunnels and bridges. Fewer people are coming in. Okay, well, that's his article. I just skimmed through it. So yeah, they have uh, quite the um, quite the uh, the bubble there. Now, James Howard Kunstler lives in upstate New York, and he writes about you know um, all of this for years, and he talks about uh, how New York will be affected badly, and he always warned about it by any type of event. And just imagine a power outage in one of those big houses, those big uh, towers, and how they wouldn't be able to, um, they wouldn't be able to even uh, survive in a city without power. Okay, well now they have power, but they don't have people. And uh, I guess the city's collapsing because it needs those people to survive. Now, we haven't talked about, you know, where I grew up, let's say Gillette, New Jersey, um, Long Hill Township, Wachong, all those areas, Short Hills, all of that is also affected by this because those people w lived in New Jersey and moved and, and commuted to the city. Now, they will be the second wave, so the J New York adjacent areas will also be hit because why would you pay so much taxes in New Jersey? Um to live in that fancy area so you can commute in your Lexus to New York City when now 
you can work remotely. So those people will also be leaving New Jersey, which they haven't been talking about. New Jersey will be affected on the state level. Um, so I really think uh, then with the, uh, if they really implement forced uh, vaccinations with a DNA altering drug, if that's actually true from what we discussed on a previous episode, then that would be a reason to leave New Jersey independent of the financial or you know violence if we have a state violence against us where they're going to force us to take some gene altering um, untested vaccination then that would also be a reason to leave but I'm not giving up just yet and I'm going to wait and see what's going on Uh, you can always leave Um, or take up residency in another state I mean, have we discussed that? If you take up residency, let's say in Pennsylvania, but you still live in New Jersey, let's say, or you live part-time in New Jersey, would that um, would that exclude you from the vaccination? Anyway, so yeah, I'm not gonna play the Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck clip unless he has something to say. I'm gonna listen to the end of it and see if he has anything clippable uh, where he's actually making a comment on this. Um, and not just reading the article. Okay, so the next clip, I'm going to play the end of the Glenn Beck Beck clip. His commentary, which is pretty negative, but uh, we're going to clip that because he's commenting on what he saw in the article. He just read it. I don't need you to... I don't need uh, to, to play him reading it. And then uh, let's play his clip now. He is a great, great podcaster. This particular piece was written for LinkedIn, um, and it is New York City is dead forever, and here's why. It is a very sad thing. New York is, the problem with New York is, it is a love-hate relationship with everyone who lives there. You absolutely hate it because it's the worst of the worst and it's the most expensive and everything else, but you love it because there is truly no other city on earth like it. There was a video posted. Can we play this video? There was a video posted um, just the other day about New York City and it shows the empty streets of New York City. And it is Fifth Avenue, block after block after block. Everything is boarded closed, not because of COVID, but because of riots and looting. It's now a very dangerous city, and nothing is going on. There are no shops to go into, no museums, no shows. You're just trapped in New York City. It is not a good situation. And unfortunately, unfortunately, that's going to happen to a lot of our cities. Okay. So the next clip is from the No Agenda Show. And he talks about the Joe Rogan Spotify deal, which we covered. And uh, he indicated that the Alex Jones clips were intended for something else. And then not part of the Spotify deal. 
so we'll wait and see on that. And then uh, John C. talks about how if he stops getting support from the listeners, then he's out of here. Well, I can tell you I'm here like a bad rash, where even if I have one listener, um, I'm going to continue. So we're not going to be giving up on this uh, therapy session that you're invited to anytime soon. The only reason I would give up on it is that if my priorities in life change, I don't have time or not interested in this anymore, which could happen. But I'm really enjoying my uh, walks and talks with you, my dear listener, my friend, like in Mr. Robot, my invisible friend, my audience, imaginary audience. I am enjoying this, so we're going to continue. Um, but the uh, it's funny how <laughs> John's like, oh yeah, well I'm just doing this for the money, I guess. But I know he loves it, too. Uh, well, here's that clip. Yeah, and Curry was on... Um, I didn't. I left that out of the clip. Curry was on uh, Joe Rogan's uh, new uh, studio in Austin, where he lives. And he helped him set up the studio and, and debug it and get things working. So um, I, I left that out. But then he talks about the Spotify deal, which I did want to clip. And in there... I got the uh, podcasting 2.0, which was kind of fun because I'm like, well, it's great that you go on Spotify, but we have a huge vacuum out here, Joe Rogan. So we have to have more Joe Rogans. Don't take any offense while you're over there. And uh, so that was kind of fun to do to, on the Spotify show. I hope they'll, uh, they won't have a problem with it. Did you bring up the fact that they've, they've, they've quashed a number of his shows? They're supposed to carry them all, but they took a bunch out yeah so i can tell you first of all it's not my my business to tell anybody what's going on with his deal but no i know i'm just trying right. to cause trouble i was hoping yeah, no you you're you're causing trouble but uh this is it's not that it's not that spotify it, there's they had certain agreements about certain things and joe has certain things he wants uh kept uh for a, a separate um uh, Entity. That's about all I can say. So it's. I'll, oh, I'll put it premium, this way. I'm premium. No, premium no, alert. no, no, no. None of the. Actually, no. Not at all. Not at all. It's just it, he has multiple parts to his deal. So uh, it's not that Spotify is like, oh, it's a big problem. I don't. I didn't see that. But well, but why? Why I, I personally, is he? Personally, when I heard that? about this, mm-hmm. I said, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Thank you. That was my point too. It's like, and and honestly. It's great that Joe has now moved to another app, which you can move your finger up and you can open that app and get it. All I'm concerned about is to make sure we can, we can create more uh, Joe Rogans on the other side, on different apps. That's all. So, yeah, I don't care about that at all. And I find it – I can under he's going to run into problems. He will run into problems, I guarantee you, because that's the nature of the beast. And I think I even said it on the show, uh, on his show. I said, you'll run into problems because you will. And then you, know, you deal with it when you get to it. That's the nature of, of, a, of a big deal, you know. Personally, I think they should let him do whatever the hell he wants. He already added $4 billion to their market cap. Who, they should shut up. Yeah, well, that's yeah. not going to happen. But, but a lot of people will get bent out of shape. And, you know, I understand. I understand where people are coming from. But I, I, I don't think it's a problem. And I don't really care. Uh, and, in fact, if, if he does have problems, well, sadly, that's only better for us. You know, 
on this side, we know we don't have any restrictions. The only restrictions we have are what people will, will accept. <laughs> well, we actually, if they don't accept what we say, we have a different problem. Yeah, they start giving us uh, yeah. support, and the next thing you know, we're uh, we're out of here. So we um, we wrap up the show, and Joe says, "Oh, we got to go to dinner." Okay, so I'm going to just talk freely now on this topic. Um, So, first of all, nothing what we see in New York City is happening out here in the suburbs. We have not seen um, riots in the suburbs. Maybe one time we heard that people were firebombing mailboxes on the 4th of July because they saw the American flag, but I didn't see proof of that. But I also think um, that the news is being suppressed here as well. We definitely heard it through the grapevine. But that being said, um, there hasn't been a great outbreak here um, in anything that I know of. I think downtown Trenton has had some boarded up windows and has had some riots, but it hasn't been like New York. And people are relatively resilient. So, um, that's good. Now we also have, uh, the state workers. Now, when the primary source of income is affected for the state of New Jersey, then it will also necessitate having it to lay off people. So the state capital will be affected in a secondary wave of layoffs, which will affect Trenton. So we might see also in Albany a secondary wave of state workers being hit due to decreased revenue from the main cities or from the main suburbs that are feeding the capital. So that's possible. Um, But that's going to be a slower uh, drawdown. Um... Yeah, I haven't been to Philadelphia since. Uh, I think my sister was in Philly. I'll have to ask her what it was like if she saw the same type of desolation. Um, But we found some amazing places in West Virginia, two hours away from any airport. But amazing, amazing deals. Pennsylvania as well. But the taxes in West Virginia are so much lower than Pennsylvania. Um... So that's like my number one pick right now. But again, internet. They don't have Fios out there. They don't have high speed. Um, I think we really need to create some kind of bandwidth map and show, you know, what areas have what coverage um, and do a study that way. But basically, if it's Frontier and Hughes, uh, I don't think you really want that. You definitely don't want satellite. Now, everyone talks about 5G being horrible, and Elon Musk as well, but uh, supposedly he wants to create geostationary satellites uh, to provide internet to everybody. I guess that could also be used as a control grid, but I think you could also use that for good. So everything's a two-sided sword, technology as well, the telephone as well, the telegraph, everything. 
and you'll see an evolution in all things. But there's an enormous need for bandwidth and technology because it will it will make up for losses like this. Technology will compensate for distance. And um, <clears throat> there is a There is um, <clears throat> there is an argument to be made for uh, nearshoring or or sending work to uh, to uh, let's say COVID COVID shoring because people uh, understand the business. And there's always going to be a learning curve for um, bringing in, let's say, also say cheap, cheap labor from other countries uh, that have to uh, adjust to the situation, as opposed to having someone who's already adjusted. So, <clears throat> but even then, I mean, me living here in. Trenton is still cheaper than New York and we could reduce our costs even more and we actually have reduced our costs through COVID so I think that's all um, interesting yeah I got to uh, take care of some stuff now and uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope you have a great day. Maybe I will, uh, I'm going to listen to some other podcasts now for another half an hour. And maybe if I find something good, I will clip it for you. So this might not be the end. Let's stay tuned. This is the end of this topic. And I'll just throw in some random stuff for the stream of random for this day's show. So to be clear, <clears throat> the way we're doing this show now is it is stream of random. We have, we're adding in more clips. Uh, we're adding in, you know, live calls as well, as needed commentary. But it's a fixed window of time. It's my walk in the morning. And whatever we can do in this time, we can do. And that's, I'm not going in and post-editing for season one. That's what we have season three for. So... If you, we only have one episode in season three. I think season 50, I still have to finish editing it. I really have no time for editing podcasts. But we still have listeners. So isn't that amazing that even though we're not editing this thing, we still have people listening to it? Because I think we're also bringing you some interesting information. You know? It's not just noise. It's just not me only being lost in my head, even though some episodes I am lost in my head. Um, yeah. All right, then. <clears throat>